greatest miracle is the miracle of salvation that came through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Jesus said these words in John's Gospel, the 14th chapter. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So it would be right to say in that passage, Jesus says, I am the way to the Father. It is also right to say that Jesus reveals the truth about the Father. And he also expresses the life of the Father. We don't come to Jesus, we don't come to the Father except through Jesus. You see, we have this idea that God the Father is this big angry being waiting to stomp us out. That he sent his son just so he could tolerate us. No, he sent his son so that we could understand the heart of the Father. But he made the way through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and he reveals, Jesus came to reveal the truth about the Father and to show us the life that we have given to us by the Father. We serve a good, good, good Father. I want you to pray this prayer with me tonight. It's a conversation we have at our home almost on a daily basis greatest need of the church today is to understand their relationship with their father we need to pray because I believe once we get a hold of that that every devil in hell is afraid that you're going to understand this truth would you begin to understand all that God has done and all that God will do through you once you come to that knowledge there is nothing or no one that will be able to stand in the way of the church I want you right now I want us to pray if you have a need whatever that need may be if it's relational financial physical whatever that need is just begin to lift that before the Lord today father we come before the throne of grace to find help in time of need Lord, you know the needs that are in this house tonight, but Lord, before any of those needs are met, would you, Lord, give us the revelation of who we are in you and what you have done for us. And I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that right now, if there are relational needs, Lord, that you would begin to intervene, counsel, and and correct, and change behavior, Lord God. Bring reconciliation, Lord. I pray for those that are sick in body, Lord, right now, that are listening online, that are not able to be here. I pray, Father, that you would mend, Lord God, their body. Lord, we pray against every virus, every disease, every cancer, Lord God, every ailment, Lord, that plagues your body. Lord, we lift up those who are facing, Lord, surgery. Pastor Angel tonight, we lift and believe, God, that this, Lord, you're going to touch him, Lord God, and make his body whole. Father, we love you and we need you and we thank you, Lord, this day. In Jesus, Jesus' name, God bless. God bless. Thank you, worship team, tonight. Thank you so much. Amen. Let's give these guys some love here this evening. Now, the Flourish prayer meeting, uh, the ladies will be meeting here Friday night, uh, February the 12th, and that will be, I believe it's at 7 o'clock. 
she canceled. That is canceled. Uh, prayer service, folks, if there's ice on the road, stay home and pray in your jammies, okay? So Saturday morning, if there's ice on the road, uh, just, just pray there. Be safe. Uh, also, uh, remember that the, uh, uh, Randall will give another announcement on Sunday about those that may be interested in the ministry and enrichment study group, and that will be in room 103. We did put on the calendar, uh, as of this week, we're going to have a men's prayer breakfast, February the 27th at 8 a.m. And also, all of our voting members, if you will, uh, be sure to be here uh, February 28th at 5 o'clock. And then right after service, if you didn't buy a candy gram from the youth, they're going to be out there waiting on you. So um, you can make your exits. No, I'm just kidding. Make your way out there and just bless them. They're raising money. Uh, just for for youth to go to camp this year. So if you'd like to help, you know, throw in a little extra and, and bless them in their efforts. Now tonight, uh, I've been looking forward to this, but during our, our shutdown, I had scheduled uh, Kunle to come and to minister the word. And so now last week, I had to go to a leadership meeting in, in Branson and... Um, national leadership meetings up there that I'm involved in, and so I couldn't be here, and so I asked him to wait till I got back as I wanted to be here when he preached. Um, I want you to know that Kunle and Jamoki, they have such a beautiful spirit about them, and we are so thankful that they are part of this body, and I just can't tell you how much I love them, appreciate them. And uh, what you may not know is they have been in or involved in ministry for most of their adult life uh, in the States and also in Nigeria. And uh, um, Kunle has been a minister of the gospel for many, many years and uh, a pastor as well. And so I don't want to take too much more of his time, but I'm going to ask if you will welcome Kunle as I've asked him to come and to minister the word tonight. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm going to share the message with us tonight. But before I go into the message, I want us to pray. In Jesus' name, everlasting Father, our God, we thank you this evening. We thank you for the opportunity given to us to listen to your word. We commit this message into your hands, O Lord. Speak to us yourself in Jesus' name. We pray the word we are going to hear tonight. We minister to our hearts. And you will help us to be doers of your words in Jesus' name. Thank you, the Almighty Father. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. The message I'm sharing tonight, I title it, Jesus Christ, our Jonadab. You may not uh, understand the title now, but when I go deeper into my message, you will understand it. I want us to look at uh, the anchor scripture that I have here, Deuteronomy 28, from verse 1 to 6. Book of Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 6. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day. The Lord thy God 
we said thee on night above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. We may be familiar with this chapter. Uh, it's a popular chapter that talks about blessing of God and causes also if one um, is disobedient to his word. But what I'm looking at tonight is about the blessing of God that go along with when one is obedient to his words. As we see tonight in verse 1, it says, If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, is conditional. If you listen to his word, we're not talking about reading Bible. Reading Bible is one, but another thing is to be obedient to what we read. And not only to read, as we are going to see tonight, the Bible says we should study. When you study, you don't just read and flip through the Bible. You read and you ask questions. Why did Jesus say that? Why did he pass through Jericho? Why not Jordan? You interact with the scriptures. By interacting with the scriptures, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit speaks to you. But if you just read for reading's sake, if you are just scratching the surface to get the meat of the word, you ask questions. And when you don't understand, we have pastor. You ask pastor, you ask Sunday school teachers that, that uh, coordinate the life classes. What I'm saying tonight is the word of God is very important. Coming to church is good as we gather like this tonight and as we do every Sunday. But there is something nice Jesus wants us uh, to do. It's what we call personal relationship with him. And how do you do that? You do it through study the word of God. I'm not saying reading the word of God, study. You read it prayerfully and you interact with the scripture. I want us to, I will tell a story tonight. Uh, the story is in the Bible. So um, I would like to talk about a group of people. They are called Rechabites. I believe some of us are familiar with the story. This group of people lived during the time of uh, King Joachim, King of Judah. That was 600 BC before Christ. This group of people, 
God was so impressed with their obedience to the instructions of the ancestor. He was so impressed that he told Prophet Jeremiah then, uh, the current prophet and national prophet then, that he should bring those people to the house of God. As Pastor was saying last Sunday or some Sundays back, God tests his people. He doesn't tempt us. He doesn't tempt us to commit sin, but he tests us. And when he tests you, especially in public, he must have tried you secretly before he brings you openly. God does not get any pleasure by embarrassing you or put you to shame. But when he parades you before people or he brings you outside or he shares testimony of you before people, he must have tested you in secret. That is, you are tried, tested, and reliable. God had testimony of these people called Rechabites. He told the prophet to bring them to the house of God and serve them wine. You may say, why wine? Wine, because that was the key word that God wanted to test them. And he wanted Jeremiah to witness it, that these people were obedient to the instructions of their ancestor. As God said uh, to Jeremiah, he said that what is going to happen today, I want you to witness it. And the outcome of this test will make me to let you know why I brought them here and what I'm going to relate their, uh, their test with. So they were brought, Rechabites. These people came. Um, God did not tell Jeremiah what he wanted to uh, get out of it. So God said, serve them wine. And he did. Uh, the Rechabites replied and said, we will not drink wine because our father, called, um, the name of that father they were referring to was called Jonadab. Our father Jonadab said, we must not drink wine and we must not do the certain instructions. Tonight we are interested in wine. And I want us to understand at this juncture that wine that mentioned in this Jeremiah 35 was not alcoholic wine. In those days, it was heavily diluted, just like our current apple juice today. So God did not test them to make them drunk. He wanted Jeremiah to witness that these people were so obedient to their father called uh, Jonadab. So after giving this response that they will not drink wine because their father said they must not drink wine, the father they were talking about died almost 200 years ago. Their great great grandfather they were referring to. And these people were so obedient to the instruction of this man. And God Himself testified that since that man said 
my, his children must not drink wine. Up to today, God cannot tell lies. God said, up to today, they have not tasted wine. And this was the man that just passed instruction to his children. Then children passed to the children. From generation to generation, these people were so obedient. They did not taste wine. They did not drink wine. God now told Jeremiah that if these people could obey flesh and blood, a man called Jonadab, how much more Israelites refuse to obey me, the living God, the creator of this guy called Jonadab, and the creator of this Rechabite. They were so obedient. For the fact that Rechabites were obedient to their father did not mean that they were religious. But God was interested and God was impressed with their obedience. And because of that obedience, God gave them a covenant that in this family, you will never lack a male, a male child to stand before me. And these were people that were not Levites. They were not from family of tribe of uh, Israel that should, uh, that, should, that should serve God. But because of their testimony, because of their obedience to the word of their father, God gave this covenant. Uh, this covenant. I want us to read this story. I will read it from Jeremiah 35, uh, from verse 1 to 19. Then I will draw some uh, illustrations from it. Jeremiah 35, I will read 1 to 19. The word which came unto Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jeroakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Go unto the house of Rechabites and speak unto them, and bring them into the house of the Lord, into one of the chambers, and give them wine to drink. Then I took Jezaniah, the son of Jeremiah, the son of Abazaniah, and his brethren, and all his sons, and the old house of Rechabites. And I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the chamber of the sons of Hannah, the son of Igadaliah, a man of God, which was by chamber of the princes, which was above the chamber of Messiah, the son of Shalom, the keeper of the door. And I said before the sons of the house of the Rechabites, pot full of wine and cups, and I said unto them, Drink ye wine. But they said, We will not drink wine. For Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, saying, Ye shall drink no wine, neither ye nor your sons forever. Neither shall ye build house, nor sow seed, nor plant vineyard, nor have any. But all your days ye shall dwell in tents, that ye may live many days in the land where ye be strangers. Thus have we obeyed the voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, in all that he has charged us to drink no wine all our days. We, our wives, our sons, none our daughters, not to build houses for us to dwell in, neither have we vineyard, nor field, nor seed, but we have dwelt in tents and have obeyed and done according to all that Jonadab, our father, commanded us. But it came to pass when the Bukadnezar king of Babylon came up into the land that we said, Come, let us go to Jerusalem for fear of the army of the Chaldeans and for the fear of the army of Syria. 
So we dwell at Jerusalem. Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Go and tell the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Will ye not receive instruction to hearken to my words, says the Lord? The words of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, that he commanded his sons not to drink wine, are performed. For unto this day they drink none, but obey their father's commandment. Notwithstanding, I have spoken unto you, rising early and speaking, but ye hearken not unto me. I have sent also unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early and setting them, saying, Return ye now every man from his evil way, and amend your doings, and go not after other gods to serve them, and ye shall dwell in the land which I have given to you and to your fathers, but ye have not inclined your ear, not hearken unto me. Because the sons of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, have performed the commandment of their father, which he commanded them, but this people has not acted unto me. Therefore, thus says the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring upon Judah and upon all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the evil that I have pronounced against them. Because I have spoken unto them, but they have not heard. And I have called unto them, but they have not answered. And Jeremiah said unto the house of Rechabites, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, because ye have obeyed the commandment of Jonadab your father, and kept all his precepts, and done according to all that he has commanded you. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Jonadab, the son of Rechab, shall not want a man to stand before me forever. The Lord says forever. That was everlasting covenant. It was only few people in the Bible that God made such covenants with. Abraham, David, Aaron, and some people, few people. And look at these people that they were not from the tribe of Israel that should serve God. Actually, originally, they were from uh, the family of Kenites. And when people of Israel were living in Egypt, going to the promised land, that was the time Kenites joined uh, with the tribe of Judah. And look at this family, Rechabites. God made an everlasting covenant with them. You see, our God does not respect a person. What he respects and what he honors much is obedience to his words. You may be obedient rigidly to his word, and people will be laughing at you. They'll be calling you stupid. Yeah, you are, you are stupid for God. But what we know is that the God we serve, when we do what honors him, or all things that he asks us to do, he honors us back in his own way and in his own time. As he did for these people, God will serve still doing the same thing today. You may ask me, why are we using this story? What does it have to do with us? I am trying to make comparison between this guy called Jonadab. That was, he gave instructions and this set of people obeyed him for the next 200 years. What was so special about him? When I searched the Bible, 
And according to some Bible uh, scholars, the meaning of the name of Jonadab is the Lord that gives abundantly. The full name of Jonadab is Jehonadab. The Lord that gives liberally, the Lord that gives plentifully, the Lord that gives abundantly. That's the meaning of Jonadab. I want to let us know tonight that the Lord Jesus Christ that we serve, he is God that gives abundantly. He is God that gives plentifully. He gives more than what you can ask or what we can think. We can see that comparison between Jonadab and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us look at, I want us to look at the Bible and see the comparison between uh, Jesus and Jonadab. You will see that Jesus also gives abundantly as the meaning of uh, Jonadab means he's, he's, he's a person that gives abundantly and plentifully. Let's look at the book of John 10, verse 10. Book of John, chapter 10, verse 10 says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. That is our Lord Jesus Christ there. Let's look at another verse that talks about abundantly, that God gives abundantly. We can see that from book of Ephesians 3, 20. Book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. This Jonadab, um, the first time that his name was mentioned in the Bible, it was in 2 Kings chapter 10, when he was, uh, when Jehu, King Jehu of Israel, God asked him to go and destroy uh, the family of King Gehab and people that worship Baal. We can see that that's the first time this guy, Jonadab, was mentioned. And his full name was mentioned in, in that verse. 2 Kings 10, verse 15. 2 Kings 10, 15, it says, And when he was departed thence, that's King Jehu, he lighted on Jehonadab, this is the guy, the son of Rechab, coming to meet him, and he saluted him and said to him, Is the heart right, as my heart is with the earth. And Jehonadab answered, It is, if it be, give me thy hand. And he gave him his hand, and he took him up to his chariot. This is the guy we are talking about. And that was 200 years ago before his children were brought to the, uh, to the house of God by prophet uh, Jeremiah. Another comparison, I want to compare this Jonadab with our Lord Jesus Christ is that the children of Jonadab continually called him our father Jonadab, said we should do this, our father Jonadab, our father Jonadab. But I want to tell us tonight also, the Lord Jesus Christ is our father. As, jo as Rechabites were calling Jonadab our father, Jesus 
is also our father. And we can see that from book of Isaiah 9, verse 6. Book of Isaiah 9, 6. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God. Listen to the next name, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. There are few similarities between Jonadab and the Lord Jesus Christ. But because of our time, I will not go much into them. And there are some differences also. Jonadab died, and he died permanently. Jesus Christ, our Father, is alive today. The words that Jonadab gave, it was from mouth to mouth, from generation to generation. The words that Jesus has given to us is this word of God, the Bible, written down and lives forever. The God that we are serving, the Lord Jesus Christ, will never die. Jonadab remained dead. Now, if Rechabite could still obey the words of a dead man, how much more will obey the Father that is living? The God that lives forever. What we are saying tonight is that the Lord Jesus, our own Jonadab, has given us instructions and he wants us to obey them and be obedient as Rechabites who are obedient to Jonadab, their father. You may say, where are we going to find instruction Jesus has given to us? In the Bible. That was why I started with when you read the Bible, you study it. You don't need to read 10 chapters a day. Even one chapter is enough. But when you read, understand what you have just read. Because your father, the Lord Jesus, will use those words that you have studied and use them to be able to minister to other people. We are not saved to go to heaven alone. We are saved to bring other people along. Brother Dennis Jenkins was talking last week, Wednesday, talking about salvation, pointing people to Christ. How will you point people to Christ that you don't know? How will you point people to Christ that you can't say much about him? You can only talk about Jesus of what pastor said, what the school teacher said. What about you? What do you say about Jesus? Do you actually know him? Apostle Paul said that I may know him. You can say that from book of Philippians 3.10. Book of Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. This is a person that wanted to know God and this was Apostle Paul. The Bible says that we should study the word of God and let it be richly in us. Let's see that from the book of Colossians 3.16. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. How can the word of God dwell richly in you when you flip through the Bible? Study this word. 
Study it not for people to see you that you have read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, but study it and be consciously that I'm reading this word of God to be able to be used by God. Because you study to be approved by God. Let's see that. We see that from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy 2:15 says, Study, not read. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We are ambassadors for Christ. That's what the Bible says. We are representatives of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus, you can't give this to another person. What you don't have, you can give. But as I said, Jesus wants us to tell about him to other people. We are not safe to go to heaven alone. We are safe to bring other people along. And to represent him, you will need to know him. And how to know him is to study the word of God. When you study it consciously, you tell yourself, I'm representative of our Lord Jesus Christ. I can be called upon at any time. It's not only pastor that Jesus will use to talk to other people. God uses all his children to talk to unbelievers, to bring them to the kingdom of God. After all, that was the reason why he died. He did not die for only you. He died for all the people in the world. And your mission field, people to talk about Jesus, is your family, your friends, people in your working place, people that you meet in the stores, people that are very close to you. It is when you are obedient to people that are around you, that is the time God expands your coast. God starts with little. If you are not faithful in the little one, who is going to give you the big one to do? You are asking God, take me to China. I want to go and preach the gospel. Take me to Singapore. What about your family? What about people that are very close to you? And talking to them is to know the Jesus that we are talking about. Now, you may say, why do we need to obey him? Why do we need to study the word of God to be able to know about him, to tell other people? We obey God because of his position of authority. Jesus has authority over you, except you are not a born-again Christian, except you have not given your life fully to him. If you have fully given your life unto him, he has authority over us as our Lord. We can see that from the book of Luke 6, 46. He says, And why call me ye Lord, Lord, and do not do things which I say? Is our Lord. And if it's our Lord, because of that position, we study Him. We know about Him. Another reason why we need to obey His commandment is because of love we have for Him. He first loves us before we can say we love Him. If you love Him, just like our earthly parents, we love them, we do anything they ask us to do. How much more the living God? You don't want to study the Bible to know about him, but you want, you want blessings from him. 
He can still bless us if you want, but it will, be, it, it, it will be very good and it's his desire to know more of him by studying his word and be ready to preach the gospel anytime the opportunity opens. So another reason why we, we obey his commandments is because of love we have for him. John 14, 15, book of John, chapter 14. Verse 15, it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Because we love him, we keep his commandments. And the last reason why I will give, why we need to obey him, is because we honor him. It is somebody that you have a great respect that you honor. If you respect the Lord Jesus Christ, you will honor him. By honoring him is to study his word, to know more of him, and to be able to tell other people when, whenever opportunity opens. Let's look at Malachi 1, 6, book of Malachi, chapter 1, verse 6. Listen to this. It says, a son honored his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? Where is his honor? If he asks us to study his word, to know more of him, but we don't want to read the Bible. We just want to, it's only when we come to church, when we read the Bible or when we go to Sunday school. But when do you have personal time, personal time that you study the word, to know him, to have relationship with him, to ask questions when you read the Bible? God cherishes that a lot. To have relationship with him. That is the time he can use you. When you create time for him. <laughs> the Bible says that. Draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. James 4 verse 8. It is when we decide to draw near to him. That is the time he draws near to us. Now quickly I want to talk about the benefit of God's commandment. Blessings go along with when you obey his word. The first one I will talk about is his presence is always with you. The presence of God is always with us. John 14, 23. Book of John 14, 23. It says, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and will come unto him and make a board with him. The presence of God is always with those people that study the word of God and obey his commandment. The second benefit or uh, blessing is that Lord answers your prayer. Because you have love for him and because you want to know more of him, not because you want to go to heaven alone, but because you want to let other people know about him and then you pray for them, you study the word, and you make sure that Christ also is seen in you. <laughs> Sometimes what we say is not what we do. And you want unbelievers to come to your, to come to your church, to come to your kingdom. They say, I will not serve that God you serve because you are hypocrites. What you are preaching is different from, I want to see that Christ in your life. Let people see Christ in us. When they see us, they will say, this must be a Christian. What's the difference between us and those people that don't know God? If they cannot differentiate between us and those people that don't know him, 
we are representatives of our Lord Jesus Christ. When people see us, we are representing him. He's in heaven currently. We are on earth and we are his children. The answering of prayer, when you desire something and you ask God, the Bible says that he hears us. The God we serve is not a deaf God. He hears us, but he wants us also to be obedient to him. If you, most of us are fathers too. Children that are very obedient to us, we like them naturally. And the same thing with our God. Why do you want God to be different? When we see how we treat our own children and you want God just to be looking at us and do whatever we like, it doesn't just happen like that. I want us to See, book of John 15, 7. Book of John 15, 7 says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. The last Bible passage, and we're close tonight, is uh, Deuteronomy 28, 2. God blesses obedient children. When you're obedient to his word, you want to know more about him, he uses you, and he blesses, not only to bless you, bless the children, your grandchildren, and children after you. Look at the Rechabites, the children of Jonadab. Look at the blessing that God gives to them because of their obedience to their father. Let's look at Deuteronomy 28, 2, and we start to pray. And all this blessing shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. I pray that God will give us grace to be able to have obedient hearts. That when we study the word of God, we are not reading the word for people to know we have finished the Bible. We read the word to know him, to represent him, and to let Christ shine in us. I want us to bow our heads as we're going to pray tonight. I want you to talk to God. Talk to him. Jesus Christ is our own Jonadab. And he has given us instructions in the Bible what he wants us to do and what he does not want us to do. As children of God, we search the scripture, study the word of God so we are proven to him and we are ready to be used by him. Pray that God will continue to give you grace to be able to have Time to study the word and to have interactive conversation with God by studying his word. It's by doing that you know more of him. And it's by doing that you are getting ready to be used. I want you to pray for obedient hearts. Pray that as people of the children of Jonadab, Rechabites, who are so obedient for more than 200 years, Pray that you will be obedient. God will give you obedience and give it to your children, your children after you. And you will not be disobedient. You will not carry costs. You will not carry things that, that don't, don't belong to you, don't belong to your family. The things that will make people to see your family to be ashamed or to be seeing your family as bad example in the community, that will not be your portion. Pray for your children. Pray for your great grandchildren. Pray for your grandchildren. Pray for generation and generation after you. That as people of uh, Rechabites, 
the children of Jonadab were so obedient, prayed that what the instructions I'm giving to my children based on the word of God will continue from generation to generation. Pray unto God. I want you to pray. Pray that God will make use of you. Tell God, I am ready, use me. I am ready, use me. As I'm reading your word, as I'm reading your word interactively, asking questions and to know more of you, use me too. Even if I don't preach the gospel, I can pray. Use me to be able to pray for other people to come to your kingdom. And then I'll be blessing to other people. And you continue to use me and my children and my grandchildren. I want you to pray for your church. Pray for our church. Pray that our church, God continue to use this church to bless the community in Jesus' name. Pray for our pastor. Pray for all our teachers in this church. That God will continue to bless them and anoint them more to be able to be used and to preach the gospel to the people in this church even and beyond. And pray for yourself again that as God is going to be using you to bless other people, you will not be cast away. You will not be left behind. When Jesus comes tonight, we go along with him. And we will not be like uh, uh, people that, that will be used by God to bless other people, but you will not be blessed. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. I want to thank God tonight. I want to bless the, your holy name. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you help us to do tonight. We thank you for your word that came with precision and with understanding. As we heard you tonight, that to know more of you is to study your word and to be ready to be used to preach to other people. We pray, O oh Lord, you continue to uphold us and you continue to give us grace to have obedient hearts to serve you for the rest of our lives. Thank you, the Almighty Father, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good word. Good word. Quick story, then we'll close. And I think it'll kind of summarize what the message that Kunle brought. A friend of mine begged me into going out on a blind date with this young lady. She was a freshman in high school, I was a freshman in college. Walked in to the gym and she was playing basketball. As soon as she finished, she came out of the showers and she's walking up the steps. And immediately, I just, it was love at first sight. But you know, from that moment forward, we began to form a relationship. And I would find things that annoyed her. And I didn't continue to do that. I wanted to stop because we were in relationship. See, when, when he speaks of the word of God and God's saying, if you love me, keep my commandments. The young lady I'm speaking of, those of you who don't know the story, is sitting right over here. It's my wife. But when we enter into a relationship with God, we walk in obedience and he empowers us to walk in obedience and we study the word of God so that we may know him because God wants to bless you and he wants blessing to flow through you. 
And in that relationship, you walk together. And in that relationship, the love of God is revealed to the world that is outside that desperately needs to know that there is a Father in heaven that loves them. Amen? Kunle, thank you. That was a powerful word. Thank you. I have not heard that passage there in Jeremiah preached. Beautiful, beautiful word. Uh, tonight, I want to say blessings on you. The youth are out front there. They, if you didn't get your uh, candy gram bought, there's still time. Go out there. Bless them because they're trying to raise funds to help send youth to camp. Let's stand in this house tonight and just speak a blessing over you. Be safe as you travel and pray the Lord will watch over and keep you. And Lord, bring us back Sunday. Let the anointing of your spirit continue to flow. Lord, let us take the words that were preached, Lord God, by your servant tonight. And let us walk, Lord God. Put a hunger, a deep, deep yearning in the depth of our heart, Lord God, to know you more. That, Lord God, we may understand the blessing and, Lord, the, uh, the heirship, Lord God, and the inheritance that we have in you. Lord, I love you, and I speak blessing, Lord God, of safety and rest upon your children in Jesus' name. God bless you. Amen. You are dismissed tonight.